0: Hello, and welcome to Aries and Alcohol. A little we'll too high-pitched. So oh, sorry. <laughs>
1: it's a work in progress. My voice is so scratchy right now. It is scratchy.
0: We are here again, A, B, C, D, E, F. G, <laughs> who shout out if you've done that? <laughs>
1: if you know your alphabet as a grown human, but you still do it out loud, I because... just wanted
0: to know what number it was. We're in episode seven. G, wow, that's crazy. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have a reminder, you know.
1: It's true, episode seven. Hey, I'm the person that still does my nines time ta- times tables using my hands. <laughs> shout out if you know that. I trick. don't know how to do that. You just um, you put your two hands up, and then like if you're doing nine times. Like seven. Oh, you yeah. You put yeah, your yeah. seventh digit down and it makes 63. Ugh. So that's how I know my nines times table.
0: The younger generation is just learning how to like round up or round down and then just add in the leftovers. Whereas we were just taught memorization. Yeah. It's no true. comprehension. Yeah. Just repeat after me. Which is another reason why I don't know shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh. yeah. It's, it's definitely not helpful for your memory if you're just
1: memorizing everything yeah, and not but, really
0: we were like I think it was something we were like... on
1: one last time we were on a rampage.
0: we were and we're gonna be on one and don't again. listen to
1: this if you're not into people who just have opinions <laughs> I mean it's our damn
0: podcast it is our damn so podcast play us while you're doing laundry s- don't on play car. it
1: we are not safe for work though <laughs> not with my mouth that's no. for sure
0: I mean if you want to put some headphones in make the day go by a little faster 100% but don't be blaring that yeah. It's not like the radio. <laughs> no, we don't want that.
1: We don't want you to get in any trouble. We are glad that you're here and listening. Yes. Uh, welcome so back.
0: Welcome. So, Crystal Ann, how yeah. is, uh, how's your week been? <sighs> <laughs> it's like, you
1: know, it's been one of those weeks. I have had kind of a little bit, of, it's been a little challenging.
0: You're not That's- the first person. That said that to yeah. me. I feel like there's something in the water this week. I think week. so. I think so. I think yeah.
1: this week was exceptionally, di- the past two weeks for me have been really kind of like above and beyond difficult. And so, you know, power up to what's going to happen in a couple seconds. Mama needs it. I'm not a mama, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to a little beverage. Not little, to numb anything. Not to, no, we don't condone that behavior. No, <laughs> Nope. But I'm an adult, okay? So when I have a rough week, if I want to cap it off with a little something, that's fine. I don't typically drink during
0: the week, though. No. So. I try to save it for the weekend if I even have it at all.
1: Yeah. I have to be like, you know, actually, it's funny because, you know, I was like, oh, I don't really drink too much. And then I realized, like, how much I don't drink when I went to a physical. And they were, like, asking, you know how they ask the questions, yeah. like, how much alcohol do you drink in this time and this time? And I was like, oh, shit. Like, there are some months I drink none. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like, am I missing That's not a bad thing. And then who am I to be on this podcast? Because, again, (laughs) it's not like we don't mention enough that I don't drink. But it really, like, hit home. I was like, holy cow, what in the – but I do love a beverage. I think I'm just that lazy. That's what it comes down to. Like, by the time I go to, like, want to make a beverage, I'm like, it is – I'm fucking tired.
0: I think I've talked about this before, but I, like, kind of, like, the culture of finding, like – A really good beer that you like, driving out in the middle of nowhere, having to place an order online, doing a pickup, something like that, going for a hike nearby, like, I like that. Do I like the kind of uppity attitude is associated as that and, like, the beer bros with, like, the man buns and, like... They just ask you where you've been, and oh, like, like the snobby
1: beer people. It's the people like, it's that are like,
0: oh, "Are you drinking a sour or a gose?" It's like I don't know. It's fruity. You're <laughs> like, I'm
1: just drinking. Yes. So, do you mind? Yes. Also, put your mask on. <laughs> For whatever reason, I just feel like the people you just described are those that okay. don't remember to wear their masks. <laughs>
0: I don't know if not remembering is one. You know, that makes it's like me... a choice. It's an
1: active choice.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you... Did you see my Snapchat story this week where, like, I was... Um, Follow I was... us on Snap. No, I'm just kidding. We don't, we don't
1: actually have a Snapchat collectively, but we should. Maybe. I don't know. Um,
0: I had a Snapchat where... Um, so my job, I have to, like, I have to go talk to people. And sometimes they'll give me, like, really silly answers. So my Snapchat story was me, like... When people say this, and it was like me showing a blank face. And then I was like, oh no, I forgot my mask. So I had to make another story where it's like, but it looks like this because I have my mask on and it's just disapproving eyes. <laughs> like, you have to it be is. so expressive with your eyes. And even like, there's just men that I've walked by and like have kind of looked at me and I've been like, oh, don't worry, I'm smiling. And I'm yeah. like, literally, no, I'm not. No, fuck I'm you. Not. Yeah, exactly
1: right. I can't help- See, here's my drawback. Is this about to be a humble brag? I don't fucking know. Take how you want. Like, I have big ass eyes. Like, I think I look like a goddamn beetle. They're gorgeous. I have gimungous eyes, I feel like. And I've been told so. And so, I feel like with this mask situation, they're even bigger. Mm. Because it's all people see. So, I'm like... So, I feel like I look like a fucking dragonfly. (laughs) Like, any second, they're going to pop out of my face. Who even knows? So, it's like, I can't help but be expressive Mm -hmm. to the point where... I don't even want, like, don't look at me. I'm not actually smiling at
0: you. It's just my face. Mm-hmm. Don't mistake this for a smile underneath here. It's it's great, too. I saw it at the beginning of pandemic, too, where it was like these masks are just showing like customer service faces, like, because <laughs> usually it's like dead eyes and then a smile. Yeah. So, but it's now, it's just, yeah, you're now like, it's just dead eyes. Just death. Uh, I love it because it just puts me in a situation where I, like, don't want to talk to people. Like, I have my mask on. I don't want to interact with people in the public in the past i felt like compelled to like right me, or something now it's just like move yeah and it I'm is true. It in, my, in my brain it's just my eyes are, are yelling yeah like, i don't feel like i have to way. i think too like
1: the weird thing too is like i never felt like i had to smile mm-hmm. i feel like because i come from the midwest everybody just smiles at everybody yep. that's like a weird thing and so when i moved to <laughs> is New- it weird it's not <laughs> no it's just here it's weird. It's yeah. like, what so, are you smiling at? Are yeah, you Yeah, so high? in New
0: England, it's like, I'm a lunatic. Yeah, you don't smile at someone unless you want something from yeah, them. Yeah, and that
1: to me is like such a bizarre thing. And I've, I haven't i have lived in the Midwest for years and years, but there's just certain things that are ingrained in you, and I still mm-hmm. constantly smile at everybody. I can't help it. But I'm not even the nicest person, <laughs> so it's, I just, it's I'm all smiling. a smiling. Smiling is my favorite. I love it. I don't know. I just, I'm like, oh, hi. I smile at people. I don't get it whatever. You can't see in this DM mask anyway. Here's one thing I want to put out there though. Hit us up if you're feeling like there are certain things you actually didn't realize you you cared about or missed. And of course, like these gripes that I'm having, I'm fully aware that they are just gripes and it's just first-world problems essentially. Um and it's not to say that I think wearing a mask is not important because if you don't wear a mask, you're a douche. Stay in your house. Go away. Okay. Because FYI, you wear a mask to benefit others. Stop yep. being a selfish butthole. Besides that, wearing a mask, I realize how much I miss wearing, like, lipstick.
0: Yes.
1: Like, I love, like, I have all these great lip glosses and lipsticks and, like, even chapstick. I'm like, I don't want to wear chapstick because it's going to get all over my mask. and It's going to get on my face.
0: Well, you see my eyes right now. They're, like, this very vibrant green. They're, They're beautiful. beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, I feel like I have to, like, do up my makeup or something because right. it's like, I, I don't know. I well, for- I do. I just
1: miss lipstick. And I also, mm-hmm. one thing too, just, this is for all the mask problems out there. You know, this is a venting situation. Don't be I work out don't. in the sun all the time. Yep. So I have to put, I put sunscreen on my face every day.
0: I'm like, do I put it on my lower half of my face? Are you just getting like a tan forehead? Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> but here's the thing. When I'm outside... The state that we live that we live in, you know, mandates that if we're six feet away from somebody, we're outside. We can lower our mask, and so I'm like, okay, maybe I do need to wear sunscreen. So I wear the sunscreen anyway because, like, if I'm far enough away, I can take my mask off and get a, a breather because I have to wear my mask all day, and um sucks. You know, it fucking sucks. sucks. Um. So anyway, yeah. So then I get this <laughs> awful, like, gross. <laughs> Like, it, it, it's, like, the equivalent of swamp ass, but for my upper, like, for uh-huh. my lower face. <laughs> you feel me? Like, it's because... You're like just moist. It's, it's just this moisture that occurs because of, you know, the hot
0: breath mm-hmm. and the and, sunscreen. And people say, like, oh, get one that, like you know, promotes airflow, but you don't want that. Like, no, that's not, that's kind of, that you want purpose? that swampy mass look yeah, like you, it's gross. It's nasty, but, but it's helping to save the world. Hopefully. So yeah, I just can't with that. I was like, Oh, this is precious. What are you gonna do?
1: I mean, I am glad that we have, that there is a way to, you know, keep each other safe. Um, thank God it's not worse. And that masks are helpful. Um, but I think every now and then it's okay to complain a little bit about wearing them as long as you still adhere to wearing them. You know, exactly. it's like, it's like a bra. Like yeah. I wear a bra yes. so you don't see my cold ass nipples. Okay.
0: You're welcome. I guess. That's the example that I heard someone say, it was like, I don't wear a public, I don't wear a bra for myself. I wear it for other people. Yeah. And I have to wear it every day and it's super uncomfortable. Suck it up. Yeah. Like, so women uh, have basically been <laughs> wearing
1: titty masks. For, for generations. Mm-hmm. So
0: good over yourself.
1: Titty masks. <laughs> <Did he> basically. <laughs> Some people actually use the cup of their bras to insert into their no, masks. Yeah, I've no. seen it. I've
0: seen it. Well, sometimes they give you like a cup, um, like an insert into the cup, and you're like, I don't need this. You just throw it away. It just yeah. makes a weird shape. Reinforce that mask. Darn, I, I should have been really saving them for, <laughs> for my mask. Titty filters. Titty filters. I love it. Oh my goodness. We've yeah, we're on one again. We're on one. And but we haven't even started drinking yet. So
1: <laughs> She has this this beautiful beverage with this little like this little like ice ball. She's fancy.
0: I try. I try. But I will say these are not my glasses, so <laughs> they've become a part of my cabinet now. Crystal mm-hmm. Ann gave me some of her glasses. <laughs> and they're like, just what? indefinitely here. Yeah, I mean they don't get used at my house. And they are here waiting for us yes. to start this podcast. So let's uh, let's dive into it. Okay, so for the letter G, we have gin. Specifically, we have a gimlet. <sighs> Wait, we didn't even try it yet. We haven't tried it yet. So I'm going to go over the ingredients first. Ooh. So first off... Here's my little spiel about the gimlet. Here's my intro, so to speak. Defined as a summer cocktail, inspired by sailors, and rooted in mystery. Okay. So, that is the sneak peek of what is ahead. Wow. So, I got this recipe from Liquor.com. Shout out. Um, So, the ingredients, it's two and a half ounces of gin, a half an ounce of fresh lime juice, um, a half an ounce of simple syrup, and then you can garnish with a lime wheel. I forgot the lime wheels, <laughs> but it looks good regardless. Are you ready? Yeah. Awesome. Cheers. <laughs> so you look at this drink, it's kind of like a very mild green, I would say. Is it? Even green? clear, a little clear. It's, it's limey, so oh, depends on the freshness of the limes. That is dangerous. Yeah. I thought you didn't like gin. I was afraid that you were going to spit it out. I was really scared Mm. to tell you that we were doing gin. I was really scared. I don't. I don't. (laughs) You say that at the beginning of every drink, and then at the end you're like, I actually, I like this. This is good.
1: So I've had gin, and it tasted like shit. I think think people tend to overpour. Okay. Yeah. This isn't. No, here's the thing. I don't mind this, but I
0: don't know that I would seek it out. Okay. I, I really like it. It's a very, very mild um, gin flavor, and then it's mostly lime that you taste. Here's – yeah, that is dangerous. <laughs> it's too limey almost.
1: No. The Uh-oh. issue is – you're right. That's probably why I like it because I don't really taste the gin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Any cocktail where you can't, like, smell it basically – just smell it. it smells okay. It doesn't smell like anything really. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's when you're like, but where's the
1: alcohol? And then you have like three of them and then you're like, I can't stand.
0: If you have a good mixologist, if you have a good bartender, you shouldn't immediately taste the alcohol. I mean, unless they're trying to do you good. Right. Because <laughs> I feel
1: like when you're making a cocktail, the alcohol isn't necessarily the standout. It's the mixture. It's the combination. It's like a meal. Yeah. You want, you want everything, everything, all the ingredients kind of accentuate each other and create Mm. this unified deliciousness.
0: Yes. And that's kind of like what. You don't eat a steak by itself. You eat a steak with good sides, (laughs) maybe a nice red wine. Right, otherwise
1: you would just get a regular liquor on the rocks Mm -hmm. or neat, you know? Yeah. It just, yeah, when you go for getting a cocktail, you want the complimentary flavors you don't want it necessarily to necessarily be hit in the face with i'm what? so
0: glad you like it i'm just smiling because oh. i'm so glad you like it because i yeah. was i was like when i was talking to crystal ann i was like my letter's g i want to do like a gin and tonic my and
1: <laughs> <laughs> even with my mask on you can see my face no i was kidding um her eyes were big i was definitely like oh god <laughs> because i have had um gin gin bev- like gin cocktails and They just weren't good. Or maybe they used really cheap gin. Yeah. Because I feel like that actually matters. Because to me, cheap gin is bitter Mm -hmm. and has a really bad bitterness to it. Mm -hmm. This gin does not have that bitterness. And perhaps it's the lime cuts it, helps cut the. I feel like with, you know, certain cocktail, like certain liquors, you have to be really careful and mindful of the bitterness. And so you need to kind of cancel that out a bit. And citrus tends to do that, believe it or
0: not. Because it almost like the... Yeah, two negatives equal
1: a positive (laughs) kind of situation here. Let's (laughs) the acidity. Yeah, the acidity knocks out a lot of the bitterness. People don't always think of that, which is like a cooking thing that I learned cooking, Mm. and it you know carries over to to alcohol form of cooking. Yeah, and so um, maybe that's the lime, but you can you can tell a shitty gin. Yeah, because you do you get that kind of like gross, like aftertaste like bitter aftertaste mm-hmm. this does not have that at
0: all yeah so I so used, it's pleasant mm-hmm. I use tangerine which is I think top shelf is it the topest of the shelves no it was funny when I was getting this um I asked the uh the person who was serving me uh, I was like can you recommend me a gin he's like I don't drink gin I was like me either And he's like why do you want a gin <laughs> <laughs> mind your business just give me a damn gin <laughs> I was like I'm making a cocktail he's like Good luck. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's why I feel like gin—you either like
1: it or you don't. Like mm-hmm. it's one of those very polarizing, like people like oh vodka. They might not be their favorite, but they'll drink it because vodka literally is can go with them. Yeah, any go with anything. Just something sweet, almost, or even rum. I feel like rum is less
0: polarizing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you but start, then when you have cheap rum, ooh, true. If you have cheap of anything, which is why like. We're not asking you to spend, like, a lot of money. I think for a pint, this was, like, $17.99. Except for that one where we did Frangelico. <laughs> I will say, though, I made some delicious-ass
1: beverages with that Frangelico. Ooh,
0: I've heard, I just keep hearing, like, I told people about the, I have to say, I told people about the drink we made, and they were like, ooh, that sounds rough. Why didn't you just pour it in coffee? <laughs> exactly fucking right. <laughs> you tried to convince yourself, too. You're like, mm so good it yeah. was good it was just sweet and that's why i feel like that's it's a very, like syrupy
1: sweet it's though. a very singular beverage for a very singular situation <laughs> and <laughs> like some men you know and mm, mm, exactly right They're for a one single situation and <laughs> my boyfriend's over there i can't talk loud
0: just kidding um <laughs> no he's 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 a he's a good he's he's not a frangelico kind of guy no. he's like an all-around Top he's a shelf bourbon. Gin. He's a bourbon. He's a bourbon. Ooh, I like that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you know, he's a little Barbie. <laughs> um, a, <laughs> I'm not even going to say out loud what I was going to say because Fern has to listen to this. <laughs> so
1: like,
0: Actually, well, I'm doing some of the editing. Okay. Well, maybe.
1: I was just going to make a weird alliteration. What? <laughs> I was going to say because I, I said he's a bourbon. I'm be like a bourbon with a booty. <laughs> Oh God, bourbon gonna, uh, booty. He's got that bourbon booty.
0: I don't even know what that means. Should we get a shirt with it? Bourbon booty. We're already coming up It's just going to be, be a glass Merch. with like some curves. Yeah, bourbon. I don't know. Get I, yourself a bourbon booty boy. The gin is kicking in. Let's I'm talk a, about a, the gin a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> one drink. Something. One drink and gone. No,
1: one drink. Lightweight girl. I don't know these sayings. One drink Danielle. I'm trying to go with alliteration. (laughs) It's not working. Anyway, keep going.
0: I do want to hear about gin because it's so old. So I've got some history about this. So I'm going to talk about the steps to make this drink, the gimlet. So you add all the ingredients into a shaker with ice and you shake. Strain into a chilled cocktail glass or an old-fashioned glass with fresh ice. So we did um, a chilled cocktail glass. Threw it in the freezer for, like, two hours. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that was... Garnish with a lime wheel. Again, I have them cut. I was just, for whatever reason, didn't take them in, but... um, I like a
1: classic... This is, like, a sexy drink. This is
0: very sexy. Like, seriously. I like a simple cocktail. Yeah. Like, if you just said, like, order me a gimlet and the bartender didn't know what a gimlet was you could just be like oh dude just add in some good gin not cheap gin and some lime juice and some simple syrup and you're good to go yeah like this is probably going to be one of my essential drinks um my cat wants to go out it is time she has really bad fomo right now (laughs) she's hearing all the voices in the other room and she's like i'm trapped even though she chose to come in here thank you crystalline kimchi go now she's near her mama. Bye, bye, girl. What? You don't want to go? Don't watch, we're going to shut the door and she's going to be like, oh my God, I want to come back in. Cats. Frickin' cats. Okay. Welcome back, Crystal Ann. Thank you. Yes. So let's talk about gimlets. Um, oh, there is a note too. So I gave three steps, the fourth step. You can substitute one ounce of um, one ounce lime cordial, such as Rose's lime juice. For both the lime juice and simple syrup. So it is only like three ingredients, but it could be two ingredients. So this drink was originally created to prevent scurvy in British Royal Navy soldiers uh, sailors, which I think there was another drink, too, that was being made to prevent scurvy. I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Rose's juice was created in 1867 as a way to preserve lime juice for long weeks or months at seas. Sailors combined the lime juice and Navy issued gin, which was 114 proof. This is a ration that people are getting daily. These sailors were so drunk. (laughs) They were on
1: one. They were rage caging on the high
0: seas. (laughs) That is wild. No wonder some
1: weird shit went down. Listen, it wasn't just
0: sailors either. Like, there were, I mean, it was like a stereotype to go for happy hour during work, like not five o'clock happy hour. We're talking, I'm talking like like four o'clock. Oh no, we're talking noon. Okay. Like, you oh, want to no. go for your lunch? Guess meet what? up with the buds. I'm not surprised from the world
1: that said that cocaine was medication, <laughs> or when opiates were just like over the counter. I'm really not surprised.
0: People were bored. I mean, it's the same reason why like Fern and I joke about like you know people having, like, six kids. It's like, yeah, the life expectancy was short, but also you got nothing to fucking do all day. So you just might as well fuck. Got nothing to do, might as well fuck. Um, so naval officers, naval officers enjoyed this drink and brought it back over to the mainland, where it was cherished by British society. There are two reported roots of the name. A gimlet is a handle used for creating small holes in wood, and the drink could have been named after this tool because of its piercing effect on the drinker which I think we're experiencing right now <laughs> because it is very, it's just lime juice, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's, it gets you. Yeah. Uh, the other name could have, um, the other origin of the name could have come from Surgeon Admiral Sir Thomas Gimlet, G-I-M-L-E-T-T-E, who is said to have added lime cordial on the daily ration of gin to sailors to help prevent scurvy. Variations include a vodka gimlet, which replaces the gin With vodka. I actually feel like that wouldn't be better.
1: And again, vodka is like one of the few alcoholic beverages that I, you know, ingest. Mm -hmm. I just feel like you need the gin for this. Yeah. Which has come, it means a lot coming from somebody who doesn't usually like gin.
0: Okay. So the drink rose to popularity following the publishing of Raymond Chandler's 1953 novel, The Long Goodbye. Oh you read it? Yeah. Ah, So (laughs) I actually have some really interesting history about um, one of the characters, the main character, actually. So the story is a social commentary about the corruption of the rich and features private investigator Philip Marlowe, who unmistakably resembled the author, but who actually could have been based on the real life human Samuel B. Marlowe. Have you heard this story? I see you nodding. <laughs> yeah, just follow along. <laughs> gotcha. So Samuel B. Marlowe was Los Angeles's first licensed black private detective. He was good friends with Raymond Chandler and Dashiell Hamm- um, Hammett, who wrote The Maltese Falcon in Ooh. 1930. Yeah, just finished that book. <laughs> so it was really ironic to like do this and then to have um, that background to to realize like. That connection. So, um, yep, who wrote The Maltese Falcon, later adapted into the noir film starring Humphrey Bogart. Samuel Marlowe had written to both authors after reading pieces by them in the pulp magazine, The Black Mask. The magazine features stories rooted in crime, adventure, mystery, romance, and the occult. <laughs> he wrote to Chandler and Hammett. He's, it seems to be of no coincidence then. As Daniel Miller points out in his Los Angeles Times article entitled Finding Marlowe, that the, authors of the two, that the authors of the two of the biggest detective novels of the 1930s paid indirect homage to Samuel Marlowe by naming their main characters after him, Philip Marlowe and Samuel Spade. Marlowe claimed that the white detective Samuel Spade was meant to pay homage, not just in his first name, but also his last name. Spade was a derogatory Mm -hmm. name used for a black person. I thought that was interesting just because in the article, it made it seem like it was like he was laughing about it. Marlowe was laughing about it. Yeah, like an inside joke. Kind of, of some sort, yeah. So Marlowe's letters, however, have never been recorded. The last mystery of the mystery man himself. So the article talked about how his family was trying to find these articles to prove that these two characters were named after him. So the book, The Big Sleep, The Long Goodbye, features the line, a real gimlet is half gin and half rose's lime juice and nothing else. This recipe corresponds with the recipe from the Savoy Cocktails book, which was also published in 1930. Everything was published in 1930. (laughs) The 30s were just hopping. (laughs) When... Uh, which defines the drink consisting of only one-half Plymouth gin and one-half Rose's Lime Juice Cordial. So as I told you before, this could be two of the um, the ingredients, the lime and the sugar, could just be replaced with Rose's Lime Juice Cordial. So in the book, he's quoted as saying, a real gimlet is this, which is something your grandpa definitely yeah. said oh yeah anything else you're drinking is not relevant okay so that pretty much sums up the um the gimlet we're gonna spice things up a bit we're gonna do something totally new yay and talk about a gin fizz so we're gonna take a short little break mm. and we're going to talk about the gin fizz 2 part special coming up One drink in. So much gin. I didn't realize how tipsy I was until I was in the other room screaming. So I apologize. (laughs) That's when the podcast gets real good. The second drink we have today is the gin fuzz. Fizz. We are talking about the gin fizz. Thank you. Always being there to correct me slash support me. Uh, we have pickles in the room right now. Earlier we had Kimmy. Pickles freaking out. Door's closed. Door's closed. Door is closed. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. He's fine. He's going to. So we've got two ounces of gin, one ounce of fresh lemon juice. So we're mixing it up. We had lime juice now. This is lemon juice. You can kind of tell um, looking at it's the like drink. It's yellow. It's, it's like got a yellow, yellow. tint. Yeah. yeah. Before it was almost like a little clear. Um And I think that has to do with the fact that I used a lot of limes, but I also used some, like, lime concentrate. So it might have not been as bright because it wasn't using um, fresh limes, but these are fresh lemons. So then you add in three-fourths ounce of simple syrup, one egg white, which this is your first experience with egg white, is it not?
1: In a beverage, yes.
0: (laughs) I've had Pisco Sours. You have to add... um, egg white to that. So it just adds a little bit of a sweetness to it, adds a little bit of a phoniness, fo- excuse me, foaminess, as the drinks come, so does the slurs. Um, and then you add one ounce of club soda. Steps, add the first four ingredients to a shaker and dry shake without ice for about 10 seconds. So That's here's this thing. He asked that. Yeah. I was like, what
1: the fuck? Oh, about shaking it? Yeah. Because Will was like, did you dry shake it? And I was like, mm-hmm. what kind
0: of question is that? <laughs> Yeah, so here's the thing. I did dry he didn't even shake it. He
1: Like, he just knows beverage. Is
0: he a bartender? Jeez, basically. He has this, like, moonlight life as a bartender. Mm, he'd be a hot bartender. Would not be surprised. Him little <laughs> bourbon booty. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we mix it at, for about 10 seconds. Add three or four ice cubes. We've got one big ice ball. Um, and you mix in the ice cubes very well. Double strain into a chilled this glass, we're using a martini glass because maybe <laughs> we just saw the cat's just paw just go through. Girl, are you are you in or are you out? We just saw the cat's like she just pressed her entire body. Into it was very much like
1: <laughs> shining She's when just, he's like pushing his face through the okay. like broken part of the door. <laughs>
0: Gosh, he's in here, so she has to be here. Do you mind shutting the door, Crystal Ann? I'm sorry. No, I don't mind. Okay. If you can reach. I'm watching her try to reach this. It's quite a... Uh... <laughs> okay, that's better. I was hearing some noise <laughs> before. Okay, so are you ready to take a sip A sip? Yes. Okay. We've got an audience. I know. Live cat audience. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Ooh, that face you're making.
1: That means nothing, by the way. <laughs> the fa- <laughs> I have like a stank face for everything. Um, here's my issue. I think lemon, for me personally, yeah, um, affects my throat more harshly than lime does. So, like to me, lemon, and you know why? Probably because what you used before was a lime concentrate, right?
0: It was fresh limes and lime concentrate. Okay,
1: fresh lemon is. Got so much more acidity to it
0: Mm.
1: that I have a very sensitive throat from, like, a childhood injury. Oh, jeez. So, like, strong citrus kind of, like, bites you. Bites you real hard in the throat. And so that's why I was, like, It tastes good, but I tend not to go for beverages that have a lot of fresh citrus. Like, strong citrus. Like, I can do orange because orange isn't as citrusy Mm -hmm. as, like, a lemon. But it tastes good.
0: This is good. I would be interested in having it with lime mm. instead of lemon. Mm-hmm. It is like Or maybe a combo? Maybe. It's like a sharpness. Like a, <laughs> we're going to make our own drink, 7 Up. Well, because the 7 Up is version. like is
1: like lime and you said you put soda in uh, or what did you club put? soda? So that's like hello. <laughs> we'll just make our we'll just mix the lemon and lime and we'll do a little 7 Up
0: situation. I'm going to try this again. I hope so. We gotta drink these. Oh, uh, I got a lot of foam. What was that? That was um some of the lime, <laughs> something. You're you're uh it's a little chunky. We have got a little chunky mix. <laughs> we didn't strain uh, it.
1: <laughs> she said it's chunky. She says,
0: why are you chewing? We don't. <laughs> <laughs> you That's shouldn't like... be chewing on this
1: podcast. <laughs> why, yeah. why are you chewing? Yeah. What What's in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Just because like. I feel like chewing is not something you do when you have a cocktail, unless it's, like, because, like...
0: What? What? what do you mean unless excuse me situation? yeah there is
1: no cocktail where you're chewing
0: there is however
1: if you're having like a sangria and some fruit gets in your mouth okay okay but that's not a cocktail yeah where there's no muddled anything in this shit so when i saw her chewing i was like (laughs) red light
0: felt like a dog like that's a little (laughs) in your mouth spit it out that's a little suspect i just got a big chunky chunk i like i like my drinks like i like my cats a little chunky you know a little (laughs) thick (laughs) so
1: stupid <laughs> I, I like my like. drinks like i like my cats chunky <laughs> <Junkie. laughs> i like my drinks like i like i don't fucking know actually i don't know how i
0: like my drinks i'm learning how you like your drinks you're right because so far we've had seven this is eight we've had seven episodes but this is the eighth cocktail
1: i so here's the other guy Got... <sighs> i'm not but i just felt like i was for a second it hit me hard
0: uh, dear John, like I'm officer.
1: friends, I didn't remember, nor maybe I wasn't told, she likes to surprise me. I didn't know that this was, like, a double episode. Like, I didn't know we were getting two for the price of Oon.
0: Okay, so this is what I'm happened. I'm here
1: for it. I'm ready for it. But I just think it's funny, because I was not anticipating a second cocktail. <laughs> so I'm getting a little twisted.
0: Twisted, twisted. I'm so, not driving. So here's what happened. Crystal Ann's, My, bur- um, my
1: bourbon booty's driving.
0: <laughs> her bourbon booty, um... <laughs> So I wanted to do a um a gin and tonic and I told her Bourbon booty that and he was like, "Ooh, maybe you should change it up a little bit. Maybe you should go a little creative." Is that his code name? I mean, it could be. That'd we be we said his name before, but shit. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't said his social security number yet though. So we're good. We're fine. You know, his address. It's a he. We know his name and we know he's a male. That's, that's too much. That's too much
1: information for this day and age.
0: <laughs> so Bourbon Booty was like, yo, I know cocktails. So I texted Crystal Anna. And he does, week. though. He does. So I texted Crystal and I was like, Bourbon Booty, I need some recommendations from Bourbon Booty. And she sent me. Like, six different drinks. Yeah,
1: that was him. (laughs) I literally just copy and pasted what he wrote, and I put quotations.
0: Yes. Hey, I put quotations. (laughs) You gave credit. You gave credit. No plagiarism I was like, I didn't
1: do all this thought.
0: So, I was interested um, in seeing, like, kind of the transformation of the cocktail. So, the difference between this and the the gimlet is we're both using citrus. The other one was lime. This one's lemon. This This is, like... Sorry. I keep interrupting you. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Um, but this one's adding club soda. It's like taking the basics, which is like citrus and gin and simple syrup. And we're just doing a little twist, doing a little twist to twist. It's
1: like a fancy gimlet or like a, a more like summery gimlet, if you could even make it more summery. Mm-hmm. I like this a lot actually as well. Um, I think I think, yeah, it's good. And I think I just don't like gin and tonics. Okay, I think that might be what it is, okay. and I don't know that we're turned like... off
0: from gins because and of gin. And is comments.
1: mojito a gin?
0: Drink? No, that's rum. I think. I think. It's I don't know rum what the tequila. fuck I'm talking about. Gosh, well, that's M. Listen, I have like six different drinks I want to do for M. We may do like a part parter. We're gonna have like six drinks. <laughs> I
1: don't know if my liver can handle that. Ugh. It probably could, since I don't drink <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it'll be like we're working. That's weird.
0: And I know I can look this up with my phone right now, but well, no. But I really like
1: I really like these two beverages. I've had a gin and tonic and was not impressed, but these these ones really sit on the palate nicely. Yay! And I do. They're they're very good summer beverage. What's the name of this one again?
0: <laughs> this is a gin fizz, and let's talk about fizzes a little bit. I like fizzes. So, um, we have given the directions for a gin and fizz so i'm going to talk a little bit about the history of fizzes um thanks to antimixologist.com so the first printed and i'm referencing it um from the website the first printed reference to fizz is in 1887 holy crap um that's older than i thought yeah So, this has been around for a while. So, the first reference, 1887, was in the edition of Thomas, um, excuse me, Thomas, well, Jerry Thomas's Bartender's Guide, which contained six recipes, including fizzes. The fizz became wildly popular in America between 1900 and the 1940s, known as...
1: Prohibition era, that's Prohibition,
0: and, you know, we talked about the um the gimlet and how the gimlet got really popular during like the detective crime kind of noir era the noir era so it makes sense that like this was kind of popularized in the same era um known as a hometown specialty of new orleans the gin fizz was so popular that That bars
1: makes sense. you know what i mean like new orleans Mm -hmm. seems like a good time like they would have
0: a fizz Okay. Yeah. It's right? like, you, it's, it's, it's on the jazzy, up and up. It's yeah. jazzy. It's
1: jazzy. It's cool. Wanna, it's trendy.
0: Yeah. So mm. this is apparently one of the drinks that if you go to New Orleans, which, yo, I had tickets before this pandemic. And let's just say a little company won't give me my hotel reservations back, but.
1: <laughs> I do love New Orleans, though. I will go back oh, in a I heartbeat.
0: I wanted to go for the first time. But um, yeah. So it makes sense. As Crystal Ann said. You've understood the vibe, the New Orleans vibe of New Orleans. So this is a New Orleans, a drink. The gin fizz was so popular that bars would employ teams of bartenders who would take turns shaking the drinks. Demand for the fizzes went international in the 19, in as early as the 1950s, as evidenced by its inclusion in the French cocktail, uh, cookbook Art Culinaire um, Francis published that year. A gin fizz is the best known cocktail in the fizz family. A gin fizz contains gin, lemon juice, and sugar, which are shaken with ice, poured into a tumbler, and topped with carbonated water. The drink is popular to a The drink is similar to a Tom Collins, historically used as the name Old Tom Gin. So this is basically a Tom Collins, but it's made a little bit differently. There are different kinds of fizzes. So a silver fizz is when a drink adds egg white. So this can be considered a silver fizz. Oh. A golden fizz is when you add egg yolk. That makes sense. A royal fizz is when you add... Berries. I'm just kidding. (laughs) A whole egg. There's an egg theme going on. We've got a diamond fizz, which uses sparkling wine instead of carbonated water. And it's also commonly known as the French 75. Oh, I've heard of that. Oh, yeah? I haven't heard of any of these. Maybe I've heard Uh. of green fizzes, which is the addition of a creme de menthe. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the Ramos gin fizz. So it has the same basic components but includes lime juice and orange flower water, which, where do you get that? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know.
0: Orange flower water. Maybe do a little research, find it online. Did not find it out my local packy. The Ramos Gin Fizz, or the New Orleans Fizz, was created in 1888 at the bar. It's I wrote at his bar. It was created at a bar called the Imperial Cabinet Saloon. Before Prohibition, the drink's popularity, an exceptionally long 12-minute mixing, had oh over my tw- God. so this 12-minute mixing had over 20 bartenders working at the Imperial at once, making nothing but the Ramos Gin Fizz. It was so popular, there was just a line of bartenders who would go down the line and shake this drink. My God. For 12 minutes. And it was still. Um, hard to keep up with the demand of this drink. During the Carnival of 19... During the Carnival of 1915, 32 staff members were on all at once just to shake the drink. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just to go down the line. The Roosevelt Hotel in New Orleans also popularized the drink, abetted by Governor Huey Long's fondness for it. In July 1935, Long brought a In 1935, Long brought a bartender named Sam Gruno from the Roosevelt Hotel to the New Yorker Hotel in New York City to teach its staff how to make the drink so he could have it whenever he was there. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Talk about bougie. Yeah. The Museum of the American Cocktail has newsreel footage of this event. The Roosevelt Hotel Group, trademarked the drink name in 1935 and still makes it to this day. That is the Gin Fizz. It's delicious. It is delicious. So, what has been your favorite drink so far out of these two drinks? And maybe out of all the drinks. Maybe we could do a little summary. Mm. Deep thought.
1: (laughs) I like... I don't know. I like the fizz. Okay. I would say these two have been the easiest for me to drink. Like, I'm not a fan of Bloody Marys still. And the drink with Frangelico was very sweet. I would say after that podcast, I went and I played with it some more. And I really found some, like, great flavors. I even actually did Frangelico and... I want to say it was like a lemon seltzer. Oh. And it was actually delicious. Huh. It was almost like a cream soda vibe. Ooh. It was weird. It was good. Okay. Um, so I would say, um, yeah, I would, the Aperol Spritz, our first one was good, but I did not like the aftertaste. Hmm. It left like a weird taste in my mouth. This, I don't have that. So I would say these are probably my top two so far. Wow. Okay. Only because I also don't remember. <laughs> the other ones <laughs> a, no Mary. the Cosmo was good I like the Cosmo I it felt prefer super this wristy. I prefer this over a Cosmo
0: though Ooh. because
1: I think
0: it's easy it's super easy this doesn't
1: have that I don't like the aftertaste that alcohol leaves right because I feel like you can do a great cocktail and in the moment it tastes great but then it has this like nasty bitter you know thing it leaves behind aftertaste in your mouth whereas like I don't get that from this mm-hmm and I really like
0: that. Maybe it's to do with citrus. You almost feel like...
1: Yeah, you have to have that citrus.
0: Yeah. You don't have, like, a layer of gunk on your teeth. You just feel kind of, like, refreshed. Yeah. Okay. Well, it looks like we're putting our light o- live audience... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Looks like we're putting our live audience to sleep. Oh. <laughs> Somebody's sleeping on the computer These monitor. cats. I don't know. I really do like this beverage. I feel
1: like especially because it's summer and it's light. This isn't like a hit you in the face beverage, but I feel like it definitely, yeah, it's a nice gin gin situation. It's turning me on to gin, which I didn't think that was even possible. We have a converter right here, uh, a gin converter. It's a gin <laughs> converter. I'm still not keen on gin and tonics, don't make me. But this, this I can get behind. The Gimlet I like. The gin fizz is great.
0: I want to try this drink with lime. I don't know if that drink already ex- exists, but I want to try it with
1: lime. Yeah, I do feel like for me, the lime would be a little bit more subtle. Yeah. But again, that's just because of like, my th- I'm very sensitive
0: to lemon. Mm-hmm.
1: But I still like it. I'm, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's all about your preferences. Like, so far, I feel like the drinks that we've picked have been pretty mild, not crazy. Like, well, I've never heard of these. So that's a plus. That's true. That is true. I feel like I was talking about this drink and people were like, huh. "What is that?"
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. And again, I feel like we're I'm kind of seeing a trend where like like the Cosmo was obviously like more of a modern beverage, you know, got more famous in the 70s and 80s and 90s, whatever. And then I know that like Bloody Marys have been around for freaking ever, but this is kind of cool because I feel like the past several drinks we kind of see them have a surgence almost during the depression era. Not depression era. Depression era, yes. Prohibition. Prohibition. During the prohibition and, like, directly after. Yeah. So we're really seeing the different creative ways that people were making drinks happen Mm -hmm. and either doing it in a way that's like, this is, like, to prevent this. Scurvy. Well, that was much older, but, Yeah. Or like, this is like a medicine or this is like what you need to feed to this person for what, you know, like how people are justifying drinking or, you know, what happens, you know, right when uh, prohibition ends, it's like, we're going to get creative and we're going to start like mixing these things. So
0: Mm -hmm. it's almost like they were making it into a market. It's like, no, we're not just getting drunk. We're actually creating art. And it is art. Just like cooking would be an art.
1: I feel like I'm finding that my favorite drinks that we've done so far have a certain time stamp. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's really that, like, prohibition area beverage or, like, right after that. The, those have been, like, my favorite drinks. Yeah. I think maybe with modern drinks, I'm kind of over it. I'm like, you're getting a little too cray-cray.
0: I do like the Aperol spritz. It's yeah, more... it was good. It was good. Yeah. I just don't like all Drink the... it fast, though. When I let it get watered
1: <laughs> down, it was a bad call. Yeah, no. That's what created that bitterness. I think mm-hmm. I shouldn't have let it become diluted. Yeah.
0: I mean, as we go through the alphabet, we will encounter more modern drinks, I know the Aperol Spritz, at least, was the most modern. I'm sure there are drinks out there that are more modern. I think it's more centralized, or I would even say the opposite. I think that modern drinks are more decentralized. Maybe you go to this bar in this particular area, and they make this particular so, drink.
1: So here's what I want to do, and I hopefully like when you put this out, like we'll see if our listeners get like excited about it, but Will really wants to start... You know, so bourbon so, booty, bourbon, bourbon, <laughs>
0: code name, bourbon booty. Bourbon booty. <laughs> so he
1: like was talking about doing like gastronomy. I feel like that's where the modern cocktail is going.
0: Gastronomy. Do you not know what that is? No, I oh, don't. Oh, Girl,
1: gastronomy is like when you bring chemistry into
0: ah, food and beverage. Okay.
1: Like so for example, boba tea, mm-hmm. that's gastronomy, ah. right? That's like a very like scientific. There's There's a way to make those little bubbles. Yep. And so there's, like, these really amazing things that people are doing currently. And that's the trend. Like, gastronomy is a trend. There was actually a TV show I used to watch a few years ago that, like, isn't on the air anymore. But it was it was all about gastronomy and, like, making food by using these really kind of – it looks like you literally just have a science lab and you're just cooking. I love that. I love that. And what? it's really neat. And so Will's been – you know, he's very fascinated with it. and He's been talking about, like, these really cool things he wants to do. So I think we should do a modern episode, and we should do drinks. And it wouldn't be alphabetical. It would just be maybe a side thing. Mm -hmm. Let us know if you guys are really into that. Yeah. And I think it would be really cool to try these guests. Things that we could do at home because we don't have a kitchen like that. We don't have a science lab.
0: One direction I want to go to, depending on how much this blows up, which as we're recording this now, we've got – maybe a handful of followers on
1: Instagram. <laughs> but again, they're following nothing because we've posted nothing and we have like no photos. Yes. So,
0: we're we're in the infile infantile stages, but me being the planner, I want to make sure it's perfect before it's released. But my ultimate goal for this podcast is to reach out to individual restaurants, individual bars who are making as you described these very modern cocktails. So, I mean, maybe it's a pipeline dream. Maybe it's a pipe dream. (laughs) Saying pipeline, I'm thinking of... We
1: have political again.
0: (laughs) The political... We don't like pipelines. Vibes of everything just intertwining with our lives. But that probably didn't make sense. It's fine. I'm two drinks in. Um, (laughs) Two (laughs) drinks. But, yeah, that is the direction that I would love to make. So... I will shout this out to anybody who's listening who owns a bar or a restaurant and has a really cool beverage and you want to get the word out there about your restaurant, your bar, but more importantly about this drink that you Mm -hmm. want to offer to this public, Mm -hmm. that you want to offer to the public. If there is something that you feel is newsworthy that needs to be talked about, reach out to us. We have a Twitter page. Facebook page again, kind of over Facebook. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. An Instagram page, privately Air. message us. Yeah, come and find us. Yeah, come find us. <laughs> Aries and alcohol. Crystal Ann, it's been a night. Oh, yeah. Good night, everybody. Good morning. Good night. Morning. Stay Good safe. Good afternoon. Stay healthy. <laughs> Whatever time you're watching this, listening. Oh, goodness. Two drinks in again. Wow. The cat's one out. We got to end it. Yeah, go. Our audience is leaving us. So. Good night, everybody. This has been Aries and alcohol.